Yes, uh, dear listeners, we are in uh, Parashat Shavu, Parashat Shavu, Parashat Mishpatim, Shkalim. We are getting close to Chodesh Adar. This week, Parasha is the beginning of the rules of the Torah. Most of the Parasha discuss the rules between Adam Lechavero. However, the parasha starts with a mitzvah of Eved Ivri. Eved Ivri is a person that steals something or either he doesn't have enough money and he sells himself in order to get money or to return money that is stored. He has to work six years and the seven years he goes free. We see that even though he's a regular Jew Eved Ivri as in Chayav in all the mitzvot of the Torah However, there is one mitzvah, or actually is a avera, that it's not allowed to do to any Jew. Jew is not allowed to do it. However, the Eved Ivri, the Torah gives him permission to do this avera. And this is called Shifcha Knanit, a maid, a maid are, that she is Goya, but she is work for a Jew. The owner of this maid is a Jew. And the Torah gave a permission that if this Jew, the owner is a slave Jew, this slave is allowed to marry that this girl, this maid. And the kid that will come after will be another slaves for the owner. And the question is, how come the Torah give a permission to do such a thing? How come the Torah give a permission to do such an avera? If it's a regular Jew, is not allowed to take any maid, any shifchak na'anit, any goy, goya? Is not allowed. But if it's a work for her. An owner, if he's in Eved, if he's in Eved, is mutar. What is the reason? So there is inside something very fundamental that we have to understand regarding the issue of Ishut between man and woman. The Torah wants to give us a guide a path, Derech Also a person is allowed to marry according to the Torah. He could take few wives. Today, they are not allowed since Rabbeinu Gershom, a thousand years ago, made a cherem, a takana, 
And even in the places that this harem didn't come, still they have a special takana of every place not to marry a second wife. There is certain places that there is no rule. It was still allowed to take a second wife. But basically the Torah gives us a permission the person could take up to uh, the king, there's a limit, but Shulchan Aruch says for a person he could take up to four wives. Today sounds like something very not acceptable. But the Torah gives us a permission until Rabbeinu Gershom saw that something changed in the behaving of a, a human being and the person start to behave not nice to his wives and it's caused a lot of war and people don't live in peace and he decided to stop and says that's it but for the basic of the Torah a person is allowed to marry a few wives why? because the Torah says a person not allowed to do anything without a commitment without a structure without a something that put him in certain situation that there is control once a person married he has something that he has to give to his wife he need to give her mezonot he need to give her food and and uh, he need to give her money and clothes and a lot of things so this commitment cause that the issued part that something that they're doing is something very serious and the Torah are allowed the person to have relationships but he, this relationship must be under structure must be serious and has to have responsibility the Torah says a person not allowed to have any relationship without any responsibility that you have the commitment for this relationship. And it's going so far that the Torah says, the rabbi says, that even a husband and wife, they don't have a ketubah in the house, which a ketubah is something that causes the structure, causes the, the commitment between the husband and wife. If it's this piece of paper is disappeared, and is not in the house or in the world, the person, the husband and the wife, not allowed to live together. Why is they married for 20 years? What's the reason? The reason is because there is no commitment anymore. The husband could divorce his wife without to pay anything, without any responsibility. So once the marriage is not with commitment and without any responsibility between the people and the person could do whatever he wants, this definition of something which consider a, it's called in English, I think, immorality or something that it's called in Hebrew, uh, which is not with Kedusha, not with Tahara, 
It's something with no responsibility and you could do whatever you want. And this basic, the Torah doesn't want us to live like this. You're allowed to do whatever you want, but you must have responsibility and you must have serious relationship. And that's why that today, when you see a couples or before the marriage and they're behaving and the woman she's available for him and they're not really have any responsibility to answer each other they could one day pick up themselves and goes this status this situation is very bad the Torah says you're not allowed to live like this that's why a person not allowed to have him with any connection with Shifcha Knanit, with Goya. Because it can't be any relationship with Goya. It can't be any commandment. Because there's no marriage between men and women that one of them is a Goy. However, when a person is sold as Eved, and he has a structure of six years, and he has the honor, and there is responsibility, and he has a way the Torah says, oh, now we need, we, 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 the owner wants to have more slaves and, the, and there is certain way that you could make a structure to this relationship. So now the Torah says it's okay. But as long as there is no responsibility, each one could do whatever he wants. He could be not nice to his, to his, to his girlfriend, whatever, he could, be, he could take his stuff and goes. This kind of relationship is against the the Torah, forget about the the, the, the the all bad things that are around it. But this situation, this Kesher connection is a bad connection. The Torah wants to give us what whatever we want, but you must have to have to pay for it and to have to have relationship, something in structure, in a way that each one knows his position and what he owns and what he has to give. And then there is real relationship. That's, that's, you mean that you really love your wife and you're willing to give for her. You not love yourself. Whenever you don't have to give anything, you just want to, you know, your desires, whatever you want, and you don't have to have anything back. So you could say, I love you from now till tomorrow. But it's not real. When you find out it's real love, it's a will something when you have to pay something for it. You have to do something. You have to have any commitment. You cannot leave your house without to tell your wife when you go. Where you go, you have to ask permission for your wife when you go to business. This is a halakha in Shulchan Aruch. A person, he wants to go to business. He must, business trip, he need to go for a few weeks. He must get permission from his wife. Why? I want to make money. I need to go. No, you have responsibility. You have a chreyut. You have something that you take upon yourself in the day of the wedding, and you must do it. And this is the first commitment before all other meaning and business. And same thing to the wife, to the husband. She cannot do whatever she wants. She must be in the house in certain time. She must prepare for him things that he needs. She must be available for him. Each one has a commitment. You cannot do whatever you want. But if it's not marriage, it's not something, even if it's not to buy is missing, it's already is a lacking in the marriage. Because and no more responsibility, no more 
no one could need to pay, need to to give any din v'cheshbon to his to his uh, to his spouse. That's it. Finish. We could do whatever we want. It's not too bad. That's very dangerous. And that's give us an idea. What does it mean to be married? Marriage mean that you now took upon yourself something very, very big. You're not alone anymore. You must say, and you must give din v'cheshbon, each one to another. What you're doing, why you're doing, where you're going, when you're coming. No, she's giving headache. Why is she calling every 10 minutes? Why? I'm not saying, but you need any structure. You cannot live as a free bird, whatever you want, you could do. And the woman, the same thing. That's what the Torah wants. This means that really love inside, involved. Because once you give from yourself to the other, this means love. Not when you take whatever you want from the other. That's have nothing to do with love. It's considered avera and it's considered karet. But if there is responsibility, sharing together, something, somebody's sick, you call him, how are you? I miss you. And you take care about the other. And you give from yourself money. You pay your bills. You pay, you buy your wife a dress. You buy your wife a piece of jewelry. That's mean that you love her. Not because you, you went actually and bought it. Because you, you do something, you give something from yourself. That's give us any hint. That's read something inside. Not you coming and just want to take whatever you want. And the same thing, the other side. That's real connection. That's what the Torah wants. That's why the Torah says you're not allowed to be with any woman, with any relationship, without a commitment. And that's couple, they're telling me, yeah, yeah, Rabbi, we're getting married in a year from now. Don't don't worry. In a year from now, we're gonna, I just have to finish my college. I just have to be ready. This connection for one year it's one big avera because it's connection without a commitment you're going out to either get married and have a real love and giving and responsibility and you have to show that you really love or you separate it's not in between not just a thing to live in such a way. And if you want to check, you're not sure, okay, go out. But once you give, okay, we're ready to get married, but not now. We want to get married in two years from now. That's already, have no, it cannot stay such a thing. Cannot, we cannot let it wait because it's mean that it's not real love because if, a person really loves the other and wants to give, is not delay it. If I want, if I give somebody check of million dollars, he will not say me, okay, give me for two years, I'm not ready for now. If you really feel that your wife 
that the girl that you're dating that you want she want you want her to be your wife you really feel that this is supposed to be one day the mother of your kids you don't delay it's no reason you're just gaining you now the biggest present that you ever could get so why you want to delay it it's something inside there is something not there's no explanation to it and that's why the Torah says either you're married or you're not is no relationship without any connection without any commitment that's why a chatan when he's getting married nimchalim lekol avonotav all his averot goes away why because you take upon yourself such a big thing such a big responsibility Hashem says I give you the all whatever you need to fulfill your commitment I will take away all your averot start from the beginning start a new way and that's your way for life and that's why when there is a structure, there is a way, we are allowed for certain time to give you a shifcha knalit, but the Jew, regular Jew, not allowed to have it. Because we need to have a right and real relationship. And if somebody doesn't want to get married, it means he really don't love the other. Just want to take from him. Just want to take his desire. How could be a person go one date with a girl, tell her, I love you, and give her a flower? It's a fake. It's a dream. It's not real. It's not such a thing. The real love come when you start to give. That's what we mean with love. When you start to give day and night, and you pick up phone calls, and you answer, and you talking and you and you and you giving and you with all the pressure and the and the and the, and the suffering you with the other that's really start the word love but before it everything is fake all the world is nothing they just use it at the terms but it's not really what there is inside but people like to fall to this dream that you really love me. It's not true. He's not loving you. You're not loving him. Once there's no commitment, it's not guaranteed to anything. One day he could pick his stuff and says, I don't love you anymore because he finds a different girl or she finds a different one and that's it. It's not something that put us together. That's very bad. And then a, a girl start to cry how he did it to me and how come. And that's what the rabbi says already many, many years. You didn't listen. And the boy is the same thing. And he's very, I'm not talking even the, 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 the dangerous of this situation that you could be to come very close to Avera. I'm not talking about even this. This whole Kesher, it's something that have no Kiyum, it cannot stay. And that's why the Torah, in all the Darachea, all the 
rules. The Torah always wants us to feel the other and to behave nice to the other. And it's all parashat mishpatim. The Ramban on the Pasuk, Lo lo kenoshe, lo tasimun alav neshech. The Ramban in our parasha, when the Torah commands that you should not be kenoshe, what does it mean? The Torah says, Lo lo kenoshe, if you gave lend money to someone and now he has to pay you back and he doesn't have, you're not allowed to call him and to bother him for the loan. Because he doesn't have. Don't ask him. If he has, you could go and sue him and take away his money. But if he doesn't have, you know he doesn't have. He's eating Nothing, no food. He doesn't have any food to eat. He's almost cannot pay his rent. And you know his situation. He's not flying for vacation to Miami and he's not driving a fancy cars. He's not having any money. You are not allowed to go and begging him for the money because you put him in tsar. And the second rule, you're not allowed to take any rebeat. It's a sur from the Torah. It's love the oraita to take rebeat. Why? I gave him money. I want to get the rebeat. I want to get more. Why I should give my money to someone and not to make any benefit from him? Says the Ramban. Why these two things together, rebeat and isur of lot yellow kenoshe, don't bother him? Says the Ramban. Don't feel that you own him. Don't feel that you is on you something. You have to feel that he like he's never took take from you any money. Don't feel that you rule him. Don't feel that you above him. Because he doesn't have you not allowed to talk to him. Also, don't take rebeat. Why? Because you have to feel you do a chesed and should not get any benefit, not honor and not money. So basically, what the Torah wants, that the relationship between the malve and the love, the one that lent the money and the one that got the money, you should not feel above him because you had money. You have to feel the same thing. If he has money, go and demand whatever you, you that's your money you, you you gave him. Okay, no problem. But if he doesn't have, why you why you what do you think he's on you? He doesn't have. Hashem didn't give him, he gave you. So leave him alone. Wow, come, it's my money. It's against all what we're thinking doing the all our life that my money it's belong to me, and Hashem says no, it's not belong to you. It belongs to me. Hashem gave you money. You didn't do anything for it. Even you work 10 hours a day, you didn't do nothing for it. Everything is a present from Hashem. There is people that work 10 hours a day and doesn't make a penny. You, Hashem give you success. That's Hashem, the man, it's money belongs to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You have to feel it. And not to feel that you're above somebody because of your money. 
There is one very rich guy that he, he has a nice office with a nice chair. And, uh, you know, around this table there is a regular chair, but his chair was very fancy. And there was a poor guy came over to him and he, he wants to, you know, borrow money for him. He went and he going around the table and sit next to him in a regular chair. He says, I don't want to feel that I'm above you. I don't want to feel that I have more than you. I, I, I don't want to pass on the rule of the Torah, Lotielo Kenoshe. Don't feel that you have more than the other new ruling him because you lend him money. Such a anava. Today you go to someone that, you know, it gives you to wait 20 minutes, half an hour, then you have to go four doors, and then, why? I have money. I'm ruling all the world. Everything belongs to me. I could speak to people not nice. Because I have money, who could tell me something? And I say, Hashem says, be careful. Don't feel like this, because I could take you everything in one second. Feel like you got a present from Hashem, he didn't get, you have to give him. You're not allowed to, don't close your hand. Give if you have, it's a big mitzvah, don't take rebit. Don't get any benefit, and if he doesn't have, you should keep quiet. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. However, the guy is a love, the got the money. He has to respect him, the malve. He has to give him all the honor of the world. He has to feel this guy that gave me a chesed. I own him my life. And you have to do all your effort that could be in the world to pay on time. Priat ba'al chov mitzvah, it's mitzvah from the Torah to pay on time whatever you got. Because you got from somebody, somebody do you a favor. Be a right, righteous man. Pay on time. Don't take the money of others that belong to you. Pay. Don't think you have the money now, you could do whatever you want. The Gemara says you should pay till your last clothing. You have one suit, you have two suits, sell one, stay with one suit, just pay whatever you own. So you see, now something very, very fundamental. You see, why there is so much machloket and argument and fights between people because Hashem directs us, each one, how to behave. So there is relationship between malve to love, like we explain now. There is relationship between husband and wife. There is relationship between worker and a boss. There is a relationship between slave and owner. There is so much relationship in, in our life and how we're supposed to behave. So the Torah directs us exactly what to do. And if each one will follow his direction, he look in the Torah and he will say exactly what the Torah says I will do. 
it will not will be any fight. Because if let's go back to our example, so the guy that gave the money, he gave you a loan, he will not he will be ever the Torah, he will not ask you if you don't have. He will not feel that you have something that he has something more than you. And from the other side you will run to pay on time. Everything will be smooth. Heaven be will be nice, will be peace. But what happened today? The Malveh says, pay me, pay me, pay me. You own me, you, you. I gave you, I gave you. I have money you don't have. He's looking from from, from up to, to down. And the Lovet is running away. He doesn't want to pay. Each one don't listen to what Hashem told him to do. He's not going on his truck. When you don't go on your truck, there is accident you have to stay in what Hashem told you and that's exactly what happened between the worker and the boss Hashem tell the boss the Baalabait you must behave nice to the Poel you must pay on time Lotalin peulat sakhir don't you have to behave nice to him. Give him respect. Pay on time. Go in your truck. And then he says to the worker, you be careful. You're not allowed to steal any minute from your boss. You're not allowed to speak on your phone private thing from for 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 half an hour. You cannot come late to the work. You must be on time. You must put all your effort when you're doing. Not to work like this, you know, From not to put all you inside. You must work with all your heart. Be Be on time. Don't steal. Don't take away a penny that belongs to you. Two ways. The worker and the boss, both of them will be smooth, will be peace. But when the worker doesn't listen and he's come late, and he's not working with full force, and the owner is not paying on time, start to be argument, start to be machloket. You own me, you give me why, why late, why this, start all kind of thing, because people don't listen to the way of Hashem direct us to live. And also, the most important relationship between husband and wife that we open up the class with it that we mention the Rambam famous Rambam the count the job of the wife and the job of the, 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 the for the husband why is it why is it machloket why is there is no peace why is there is no so much trouble shlom bayit listen to the Rambam you listen to the Rambam and she should listen to the Rambam. The Rambam says exactly. On the wife, she to respect her husband more than usual. Speaks to him nice. She to respect him more than usual. She should be of a little bit of gira. Veta'ase kol ma'ase al piv 
ask him everything they feel out to do. ויהיה בעיניה כמו שר או מלך, she should look at him as a king or minister. מהלכת בתאוות ליבו, look what he like, find out what he want. ומרחקת כל מה שהיא שנאה, if he doesn't like something, take it away. Don't put him next to him. וזה דרך בנות ישראל. That's you, Chap. Don't listen to anything else, just work on this. And for the husband, the Rambam says, שיהיה אדם מכבד את אשתו יותר מגופו. More that you do to you, buddy. One pillow, she will get it. אוהבה כגופו, she will... You need to love her like you love yourself. ואם יש לו ממון, if he has money, מרבה בטובתה כפי ממונו. You need to give according to how much Hashem gave you. Don't be stingy. Don't say, don't, I don't have. ולא יטיל עליה אימה יתרה. Don't scream. ויהיה דיבורו אימה בנחת. Soft. ולא יעצב. The Rambam said the person, husband not allowed to be down. He's not allowed to be עצוב. Because the husband has a full commitment to be משמח his wife. And once he said, All the house becomes sad. And he's not allowed to be sad. If you want to be sad, go to your car and be sad there. Don't be sad in the house. He's not allowed to be atsev. Velo yeragzan. Everything bothering him. Everything is not, not good for him. Each one, Rambam said, his own direction. Listen and don't look what the other one needs to do to me. He's not fulfilled. He's... Okay, what do you care? You do whatever Hashem commands you to do. And that's it. And if he will see this, I'm sure he will be of the same thing. If he's normal, and if she's normal, I'm not talking about people not normal. But if the person he got married to is a normal guy, she's a normal girl, so Hashem, if you will listen, Don't, don't look on anything else. Don't look on how he behaves to you, how he's doing. Don't look, just do you share your part. Hashem will give you blessing that he will change. That's, you say to the Rambam, Moreno verabeno, I did what you command me to do. Please, let my husband behave the same thing to me. And the other side will be the same thing. I promise you there will not be any problems. And that's the secret of the Torah that Hashem gave to each one of us a direction in every relationship. If you work, if you lend money, if you husband, you have exactly what to behave and not look on the other side. But the world is so messed today Because people always look, hey, one second, he has, to, he has to pay, why doesn't pay? Each one look on the other side and wants to fix 
other side is not going to work like this. The husband tells to the wife, what do you mean? Vuim Sholbach, the Torah said, he's going to rule and he's going to decide. And the wife said to the husband, you have to listen to me. Who is right? No one is right. Because Hashem says, He says to Avraham, the wife should not listen what Hashem speaks to Avraham and tell him what he's supposed to do. And to who Hashem says, He says to Chava, so the man, the Adam, should not listen what Hashem speaks to Chava and tell her her job. That's her job. And that's your job. And don't listen what the other person's job to do. Do your job. And that's why the all problems start between, between people. And we have to know that once we take upon ourselves to behave, as the Torah says, our job, Hashem will give us beracha that we're not going to have any machloket. The Torah says in this week parasha, kol hakone eved, kone adon le'atzmo. If you buy a slave, you like to buy honor to yourself because you give to give him so much respect. If you have one pillow, you have to give it to him. If you have one ticket to Florida to fly, you have to give it to him because the Torah says, Imach, he has to be with you with the same food, with the same, you have to, to be, you're not allowed not to give him something that you have. And if you, if you have only one, you must give it to him because if you're going to get it, you're going to have something more than him. And I ask myself, where we find in all the Torah such a thing that a person, if I have a pillow, my friend doesn't have a pillow, the next door guy, I have to go and give it to him? What does it mean? Why if I have a slave, I have to give it to him? Why? We don't find such a thing in all the Torah. I have something that's belong to me. Finish. Why should I give it to the other? All of a sudden, when you have a slave... And you have one pillow, you must give it to him, and you're not allowed, you're not gonna have anything. Yes, but the Torah says here is a different because he's your slave. He's already filled down because you his owner, you his boss, you he's belonged to you, you he's already filled one step down than you. He's not your neighbor. You must take away this feeling for him. And give him something even if you're not going to have it. Because let him feel good. That's what the Torah wants. Let the other guy feel good. If you is your slave, it's mean he's already feel bad. That he doesn't have any money. He sold himself. So give him something. Give him a life. Give him feel good. What are you going to lose? Why you want to take everything? Mine belong to me. It belong to me. That Shem wants us to feel the other guy, and that's why it's bothering me that sometimes we could do things 
that you could hurt somebody else even without attention because you don't feel him. The Torah wants us to feel the pain and the happiness and everything that one to another. There was one of the Rashi Yeshiva, once he was coming to Brooklyn and somebody gave him a room in his house and all of a sudden he was in the living room and he heard that something for comfort for the Rosh Yeshiva room. There is some knocking and he doesn't know what's going on. He went upstairs and he sees the Rosh Yeshiva dancing with himself and he asked him, why are you dancing now? What happened? It's not any, it's not Purim today. What's going on? So the Rosh Yeshiva told him, listen, I have a student, I have a Talmud that is getting married today in Israel. I cannot be there. But I want to feel the Simcha. I want to be connected to his Simcha. To feel the, that we celebrate together. So I'm going and I'm dancing. To feel that he's now he's happy. I have to be happy with him. Because I want to be together with his feelings. And if he's feel bad, I will be with him also. The Gemara says, one of the Amoraim, She'erich Yamim, they ask him, Why, how come you live so long? 300 years. He says, Lo sasti betakalat chaveri. What does it mean, lo sasti betakalat chaveri? I wasn't happy when, when my friend was falling down. What does it mean? Who is going to be happy when his friend is falling down? I know today there is a lot of people that are happy when the friend is falling down. But that's not the ma'ala. That's one something important that this rabbi was from this chut he was be able to live 300 years i know today people like to see love to see the the some people laugh for me there is video that goes around when you see a guy sleeping on banana and you see a guy falling from somewhere or car accident or something the other person is and there is all industry of cameras the hidden cameras that people you know to see other people fall, to laugh on them. Imagine he's your father. You could be sitting laughing because you don't feel the other. That's what you you could do such such a thing to see somebody else falling and to laugh and to share this video with another 20, 25,000 of your friend. Why? Because it's nice. Somebody else fall down. <laughs> it's so nice. Something is... If somebody is looking and enjoy from it, he has moon. He has a damage in his heart. If he's not feel the other like he's like it happened to him or to his father. But it's something very simple. The Gemara is not imagining that somebody is behaving like this. It's totally not normal to laugh when somebody else is falling. But there's something very more level that we're supposed to go. Lo sasti betakalat chaveri, it's mean when chaveri has a takala, when my friend, he has some issues, he's not feeling good. Lo sasti, I wasn't happy in my simcha. If I have a wedding and I know my friend is in bed, he's lost money, he lost relative, 
I wasn't, I didn't have the same simcha because I know my friend is in Tsar, because I feel him so much that I cannot be 100% happy anymore. That's how far the Torah wants you to feel the other. That's why he was able to live 300 years. Because in his machot, he wasn't 100% happy when he know that his best friend or his one of his friends is not 100%. And that's why this Rosh Yeshiva was dancing. Because he felt the, he felt the other. And that's what the Torah wants us to feel. There is people go to weddings today and you they come in eating and eating five, six portions. They eat from everything. Come to dance for one second. We cannot even find a minyan to dance with a chatan. Come to the wedding. Make him, make him happy. Dance with him. Feel his simcha. Why you go to the wedding just to dress nice and to have a dinner? That's not a wedding. That you come for for you desire, not to give to the other. In Israel, there is yeshivot. There is a friend that coming to the wedding that does, doesn't even have a portion. They cannot sit and eat because they're too poor to give money, to give food to everyone. So they come only for the dance. They're traveling from Yerushalayim till Bnei Brak just for dance with a chatan and that's it. They don't eat nothing. They can't, the, the families cannot afford to fill all the, all the yeshiva. But they're coming to the field of Simcha of the Chatan. They want to be with him. And we want to be Mesamechim. That's what they, they care. They don't care about the chicken. That's real feeling the other. But if you go to the wedding, you eat, and you even it's hard to pick you up for one dance. It's mean you're there for yourself. You're not there for to make him happy. It's very bad. You don't feel the other. You don't learn the sugiah of Evedivri. And that's why, if you go step further, Morai Verabotai, there is videos going around with pictures of murder. We all know about this organization, I don't know how they call themselves, the ISIS, that people kills, have no mercy. And if you watch it, you're going to have a damage in your heart because you saw how people take lives and it's influenced you. How you could see such a thing? How you could see that they burn somebody alive? If you be able to watch it, you have a damage in your heart. You don't feel the other pain of the other one. You don't feel. Even though they are going. But if somebody see a movie of killing, even though it's not real, but it's influence. And you see kids coming out for this movie and killing people. It's happened. And there is people, there is a there, there is TV in the house and they watch 300 pictures of killing a day. And I'm surprised they're not killing anyone yet. And they have games of fighting and killing and killing and blood. 
What about לא תרצח? What about you don't feel? No, it's only movies. But now come the real thing, and people still watch it. And going and passing and discuss about it, you create in yourself something inside you, neshama, that you'll be able to see murder, and you, and, you, and, you, and you come and you're okay. Now the life of a people become so cheap in your eyes. You know, they're not going to have mercy on the other. You're not allowed to watch such a thing. It's a soul. One guy told me from Israel, one rabbi, that he has a classes all around Israel. One day he's there, one, one day he's in Tel Aviv, one day he's in Yerushalayim, one day he gives classes. And he, and he says, one day I came to, I have every Tuesday, I'm in a certain city, and I give shiur over there. And he says, I came one Tuesday, I see half of the people. Instead of 100, I see 50 people. Okay, say, okay, maybe there is something today. The next Tuesday, again, instead of the 100, 50 people. He start to, uh, to, I don't know, what's going on? Then the third time, he's already start to ask people, what's going on? Why, is, why everybody is not coming? What's going on? So the one guy told him, Rabbi, maybe change the hour of the class. Why? What happened? He says, because in this hour that you give us a class, there is a show in the TV. He says, what is show? It's show called Haborer. He says, what does it mean? What is in Ilchot Shabbat? Ilchot Borer? He says, no, it's Haborer. It shows that talking about certain mafia, Israeli mafia, and how they handling the business, and people so attracted to it, they cannot come to the class. And this rabbi told me, I can't believe it. People like to see, and they're willing to not to come to class just to see how people killing each other, and how they rubber each other, and how they do all the all bad things that could be in the world. And there is a lot of movies like this and very famous of how people killing somebody and that's people pay money to see it and they love it. Why? Because two people fight so good. I see how we kill him. Where is the Jewish neshama? Where? What we are? Animals, goyim, we don't feel the other. How could be the world come to the, such a level? Because they don't feel the other, they don't feel the pain, they don't, it's, it's become not normal. But if we have a neshama of Yehudi, we have to make sure we never watch such a thing because it's caused boom and damage in our heart. We see murder and murder, it's, the life will come so cheap because in one second you could take it away and we don't appreciate of the life and we don't understand what does it mean to be one second in this world one more second the Gemara says in Masechet Baba Kama if Ruven Troy baby for the Empire State Building and Shimon kill him while he's on the air he shoot him in the air who was the murderer said the Gemara 
the Shimon, the kill him in the air, he was a murderer. Why? Mipnei shekirev mitato. He took away three seconds from his, from his life. He, this kid was behaved to live another three seconds, he will die on the floor. And you take it away from him. And this three seconds is a whole different olam haba. It's a whole different netzach netzachim because he think about tshuva or he think about Torah or he's thinking about HaKadosh Baruch Hu in this three seconds all is netzach netzachim everything will be different for three seconds in this world and we have heard the stories about how people come in a dream to their friend and explain to him that in next world you cannot do nothing. Now you have time. Go on and do mitzvot because over there you will be, you will understand that this world is opportunity. Every second in this world is so much opportunity to earn the next world. And to be close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that even an engine cannot be so close. And instead of using this world, you make the life so much cheap. And you use it for pita falafel and watch crazy videos and wait till the video will come. Is already spending 10, 10, 20 seconds. And you make, your life doesn't want anything almost. What I live for? What I wake up in the morning for? For what? For spending five hours towards something that is not necessary and to be attached to the computer all day and to do all kind of things that doesn't give you any benefit. That's why people wake up in the morning. That's very bad. And therefore... The Torah give us the direction of real life, of happiness, filter the other, and 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 you know, in the last day of a person, I heard this week from one of the rabbis in Israel. He came and he says, I, I didn't know this story, but this very famous lady that she was an actor in Hollywood. She had a lot of movies, and she makes a lot of money. And Baneher Levaya, one of his best friends, stand up and says, I want to give a spada, I want to speed her. She used to give every month $2,500 for Yetomim and Almanot. That's what he mentioned. And he didn't mention anything else. What about all the movies? What about all the money that she make? And all the dresses and all the fancy and all the houses worth all about it. Nothing from it exists. Only $2,500 that she give for it to him in Almanot. That's what, that's what count. That's it. Whatever you feel for others, that's what count. Even the Goim understand. But they understand it only in the last day. And we understand it every second of our life. That Hashem wants you have a slave. You have a one pity, you give it to him because he's already feel bad and you don't feel as suffer if you're not going to give it to him and if you have a guy that is have to pay you money don't bother him if he cannot pay he cannot pay and if you have if you have a husband you have to feel and to respect what he needs and if you have a wife is the same thing 
and therefore, the Torah such, in this week parasha, there is such a, a guidelines, an adracha, and a way of living, that if we follow this direction, the person will have all the simcha, whatever you need, all the happiness Hashem gives you. Hashem wants you to have everything. He wants you to enjoy from everything, just in direction. You want to have a wife, don't worry. You get married, you get whatever you need. But have a structure, have a connection. And Bezrat Hashem, if we'll go in this way, we'll see only semachot and only a bracha and atzlacha. Bezrat Hashem in this world, in the upcoming world. Amen, Kenny Ratzon.